0: Welcome to episode nineteen of the Bloatbusters Podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today is June nineteenth, twenty thirteen, and we will be talking about the film Man of Steel. Very quickly, just to get it out of the way, obviously if you want to follow us on anything, we have the Twitter, which is at Bloatbusters. We have Facebook which is dot com slash blokebusters. Tricky. Yeah. That I one. Know. And then the email, which this one actually does get a little tricky. So. <laughs> Slightly. yeah. Blokebuster Podcast. There's no S, no S at the end of Blokebusters there. You put it
1: there, but you're not going to reach us. Yeah,
0: <laughs> at gmail.com. And then we've also got the contact at blokebusters.me. I'm fairly certain it's ME. I will double-check that the <laughs> It is ME. It's, it's not, not ME. ME. I can
2: confirm that for you, sir. Yes. Uh, okay. Thank. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't want to set it up, and I will complete the blank. Okay. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, any comments or feedback or anything mm-hmm. at all, just send it there. And, you know, if you are so inclined, feedback on iTunes would be lovely as well. Yes,
2: we, absolutely. We tend not to mention. Rate us uh, on iTunes. <laughs> well, please. Uh,
0: yes, yes. Nothing below three. Go on. <laughs> please, yes. <laughs> let's, let's keep it rating up
1: there. I'm comfortable <laughs> lying with you lying if you're comfortable right, with yeah. you it. <laughs> yeah, just as long as we get
0: more fans, we don't really care how we do. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. So, the synopsis, so, uh, sir. The synopsis. All right. A young itinerant worker is forced to confront his secret extraterrestrial heritage when Earth is invaded by members of his race.
2: Ooh.
1: So, that is, yeah, I guess what Man of Steel is about. Yeah. yeah <laughs> if you're well, going to boil it down to a sentence. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I'm surprised the word flashback isn't in there. But... <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, I'm sure we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we will.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's right. run through the cast list here right. real quick. Well, or the, well I'll, I'll we give you the, the nuts and bolts Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then
0: we'll get to the cast right. Let's get the money out of the way. Yes. Director, Zack Snyder, I'm sure everyone knew that already. Mm-hmm. The budget was $225 million, and as of two days ago, it has made, going to guess this is worldwide again, $226 million 86000 <laughs> Almost so, back in yeah, back in it, the uh, black. Yeah, they just. I mean, obviously the budget doesn't. I don't think it includes the marketing and stuff. Mm. In there might just be for making the film. So yeah, mm, it I might, might know, have I a think little sometimes bit. Sometimes they do include
1: together. it in there. I'm not sure how they. Yeah, right. depending. But yeah, I know they're going to make well. Uh, yeah, more than their money on DVD, Blu-ray, and on demand. Yeah, yes. and of
0: course it's nowhere near being finished in the cinemas yet. So no. So yeah, it's got a little while to go, and it will almost certainly make at least double its money back. I would hope so, yes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, so, yes, jumping into the cast list, then. Alright. Sh- well, shall we go with Superman himself I guess first? we will go with
1: Kyle. yeah.
0: Alright, Kal-El, Clark Kent, Superman, I must say... Very briefly, I do like the fact that i don't really call him Superman that much in the film. Yeah, isn't? like twice or something. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. It's pretty yeah. something
0: that really wasn't needed yeah. <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah, a guy called Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm hoping Cavill, i yeah. it, right. Mm-hmm.
1: I not Carvel, not the cakes. No, Cavill.
0: <laughs> now I don't know too much about him because I looked up his stuff. He's not been in too many films other than he was in Stardust very briefly Mm -hmm. apparently yeah (laughs) and yeah I've not seen much of what he's done although he seemed like he was doing a fairly good job of what he had
2: there I think
0: (laughs) like I I enjoyed the way that he treated himself as Superman yeah I liked that sort of
1: and I will say go and it's not a perfect film but saying that somewhat lightly but (laughs) it's Not particularly great film, The Immortals, but his performance is well worth watching, and I'm glad I did. I believe it's I don't know I believe it's still on Netflix. But my sense. my friend Dustin, who is the huge Superman fan, we might get into more of his opinions later. He kind of urged me to watch that to see who would be playing Superman. And, right. You know, it was just okay. like a year ago or something. And I'm like, okay, and I just I'm like no, that movie looks stupid. Looks stupid, <laughs> it is kind of dumb. But <laughs> at least my but he was great. I mean. Did what that kind of role was called for. Yeah. uh, So I, you know, I just, so knowing what he was about kind of made me a little more at ease. Because when you have an unknown, I mean, it has to be an unknown playing Superman because you're you're going to, otherwise you're just going to associate them with their other roles. And they gambled and lost on the last one. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon Ralph looks like Superman. And that's about it. That's where it ends. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Although I must say with, his role in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Kind of parodying that, this is well, I, that... I, I liked that <laughs> Yeah <laughs> So yeah, If he had to star in that film I just hope yeah. he enjoyed his
1: experience making Superman Because he's never doing another one <laughs> Yeah <laughs> uh, I don't know Well yeah, I might get back on that Yeah <laughs> might beat that horse a little more a little later on Uh, Um, (laughs) alright so moving on to uh, Miss Lane
0: Miss Lane we have Amy Adams
1: Mm, much better than Kate (laughs) Bosworth again
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, can't say that she did a bad job at all and Mm -hmm. also
1: I mean doesn't look like it's weird because my first introduction to Superman was actually the television sh- show Lois and Clark. Would
0: that be the, uh, the Dean Yes, yeah, <laughs> Dean <King? Is> That <laughs> <not> Dean <King?
1: laughs> No, so like I always associate Lois with a brunette. Yeah. And to, you know, so I was like, no, oh, Amy Adams. So I like, I was. I got relatively used to it pretty quickly. And uh,
0: Yeah, I sort of resign myself to the fact that almost any character when it comes to a Superman film, they're just going to take some artistic license with mm-hmm. what they look like, which is slightly odd because, I mean, if you go with the comics, obviously mm-hmm. they are very definitive looks, but pretty much anything other than Superman, they tend to just go, oh, the hell with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give it to yeah. whoever.
2: And
1: she was, like, the right age, which was my big issue with Kate Bosworth, was way too young, cast way too young for Lois. And Lois at that tiny. point, yeah. yeah and too tiny, and to have, like... Kid that was like five years old, and oh, hey, you've been married for like four years or four and a half. Wow, you really waited, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I waited and waited for Superman, yeah, for <laughs> four hours, and then I just had sex with the next closest guy, you know. But uh, yeah, stupid movie. Uh, <laughs> General, who do you got next? General Zod. Uh, I have Mr. Zod. Mr. Yes. Zod. All right, Michael Shannon. Michael
0: Shannon. Yes, yes. and again. Unfortunately for Mr. Shannon, I don't know too much of his back catalogue, but I thought he was fairly good in I am, the film. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed his Zod.
1: He's been someone I've followed for a few years now, and I really hope we're going to see a lot more of him. He's, I think, a terrific actor. and uh, yeah,
0: if, if this film is if, anything to go yeah, by, yeah. If you, I,
1: if you're, you know, into the HBO shows or those episodic television which is so good in these past few years, <laughs> check out Boardwalk Empire because he is awesome in that and decent role in Premium Rush, playing opposite Joseph Gordon Levitt and I, I still need to see that film. <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty good. It was entertaining. Kinda of like one of those real time movies, you know, like Phone oh, Booth yeah. or something, you know. So always well, keeping the t- or a uh, run La run or something you know yeah, which, along those lines,
0: which I'm really annoyed it
1: was yeah. on Netflix and then it disappeared. <laughs> oh, remember No, uh, run
0: little run. Oh, run little run. I wanted to rewatch. I that. have that
1: on Blu-ray. Right. <laughs> and then take Shelter, which is I, I highly recommend, which she stars in that and is just a wonderful observation into a man descending into dementia. Or not. <laughs> but mostly, yes. yes. <laughs> but maybe no. <laughs> but maybe not. Okay. okay. So, yeah, the Shannon. And who you got next?
0: Next, I have John Kent, oh, okay. Mr. Kevin We've Costner. All right. And mm-hmm. this is obviously one of those actors, uh, you've seen him in something. No matter how little you think you might have seen of him, you've seen him in something. Yeah. And does a fairly good job. I mean, the only thing I would say is they, they I mean, seem he to... He only seemed to
1: have one thing to say, just to say it a lot. Yeah. No that, one can know who you are in that, next flashback. No one can know who you are. <laughs> yeah,
0: there was actually one thing that I had with this film. It was they were giving the same message again and again well, and <laughs> again. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand that obviously you're seeing how Clark or you know, whoever you want to call him, Clark, Cal, whatever, is reacting and why he's choosing what he is, but. It does seem to me that every single time he makes a decision, either just before it or just after it, we see a flashback which explains exactly why he's making <laughs> this decision.
1: Yeah. But so, yeah uh, I, I, I
0: cannot cannot fault Kevin Costner for no. the stuff no. he was given to play, but he did it well.
1: <laughs> Put Kevin Costner in a movie, I will come. Yeah. I will, <laughs> if you cast him, I will come. <laughs> All right.
0: Very briefly, I just had uh, Martha Kent, yep, and Diane, Diane Lane. Lane.
1: Do it surprisingly it took me a minute to replace which I feel very ashamed in because I'm very familiar with her work and I'm like right. I know her but they I guess compliments to the makeup artist you know aged her yeah. wonderfully
0: well what clicked in your head like oh I know her from like what was it
1: uh, <laughs> you know you... What? I don't know like if there was a certain role that caught oh, right. but I'm like Oh, yeah, Dying Lane. <laughs> like, yeah. It was Outsiders, yes. Oh, I okay. was like, ah. <laughs> outsiders. She looks like she did 40 years ago in the Outsiders. No. Wait, oh, boy, it? boy. Yeah. Did you have anyone else down? Um... Uh, uh, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. We have not gotten to... <laughs> to Morpheus, yeah. Oh, or uh, we didn't yeah. get to Jor...
0: Uh, no, that was going to be mm-hmm. my next oh, one. I, okay, I yes. just wanted to cover Morpheus in his oh, role yes. as a newspaper editor. His daytime job <laughs>
1: as editor of the Daily Planet. Yeah, yes. I,
0: it mm-hmm. seemed interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, again, mm-hmm. I'm most familiar with him from. Yeah, Lois and Clark, so that's sort of like, you know, uh, fairly yeah. no-nonsense... Was, oh, that name
1: is going to drive me nuts, Yeah, <laughs> whoever played him, but yeah, I yeah. can picture him. The, the yeah. fairly no-nonsense yeah. newspaper
0: editor that's just mm-hmm. like, I've got to run the deadline here, and mm-hmm. so forth. And then, yeah, you know, Lauren Fishburne, who, of course, Ed Morpheus, mm-hmm. I've also seen him in film, Event Horizon, yeah. like, all of these sorts of films, and then he's in this, and so it took me a second to really think, oh. like, yeah, well, there, and then... I saw how he was doing it, and especially later in the film when you start seeing mm. how much he's trying to look after his staff. Well, <laughs> I, 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 th-
1: I thought it was. I realized yeah. after the fact that it was kind of like I thought I was surprised by the choice, but going looking backwards, I think it was a welcome relief because that. Editor position has become a stereotypical role now. Yeah. In, in like the Spider Man films where it's just yelling, 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 yelling. <laughs> and, well, to, you know, old Perry White's. <laughs> and then you have, even in like House of Cards, the editor in that is just this. Bigoted, sexist. Yeah, yeah. All right, get out there, oh, you know, you just get out there and do your job. I don't care. Cry, cry, cry. You know, yeah. and it was nice to hear the sweet sounds of Morpheus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, yes.
0: to him being a more sort of I'm trying to free your that. mind, Lois. <laughs> I do think that J.K. Simmons should play every editor in anything. <laughs> okay. I, know. I got something
1: uh, a little later, yeah, who should uh, play every role, but okay. All right, fair All right. All right,
0: yes. Mr. Jor-El himself, Russell uh-huh. Crowe. And... Thank he was God no singing Thank <laughs> you Russell <laughs> He was in it a lot more than I thought he was going to be in yeah. it as well it was... Well
1: his consciousness was yeah. In it a lot more than we thought <laughs> Yeah definitely Go, uh, As uh, my friend Allison and I were discussing on my drive here Ghost dad Go, uh, <laughs> he, was, he was ghost dad For, uh, for most of the movie
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I need to see that film again as
2: well.
1: I'm sorry to not mean to bring up the great works of Bill Cosby, but <laughs> Be My loose Dad. Yeah. All right. And All right. so yeah, he was awesome, of course. It's yeah. Russell Crowe doing great things as Russell Crowe, things he should be doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, he with he, the he, advice he... and the, you know, it's
0: yeah, he, he gave the role a lot of gravitas. So yeah. He, he was able to bring that to it, which is yeah. what it needed. Really. Which, I
1: mean, coming from the people that have played, I mean, Brando. <laughs> yeah. And even, uh, didn't Superman Returns use Brando's voice, if I recall? Oh, that, or, probably. Uh, this, they did something with it, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, that's it's a tough line to follow. But, yeah, definitely one of his performances that... I think of when I think of Russell Crowe, you know, yeah, just yeah. very—I don't know—it's very gladiator esque <laughs> for me, commanding and present yeah. and confident, and you know, knowledgeable, insightful, you know, just yeah, all of that I, stuff.
0: I definitely think this will be my sort of. If anyone says Russell Crowe film, this will now be. Oh, it's always going to be Gladiator <laughs> for me. But. Well, I wasn't a fan. Or uh,
1: <laughs> or the Insider, which a lot of, catches a lot of people because that's one of my favorite films, but.
0: Well, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess Russell Crowe films, for me, they tend not to be the sort of films that I gravitate towards. No, Nothing yeah. against Russell Crowe, <laughs> but the, the sorts of scripts, he, the <laughs> the sort of scripts he seemed to get mm. are for films that I'm not that drawn yeah. to. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad yeah, he was fair. casting this, and I'm glad I
1: saw him. <laughs> uh, I think you got one more name there, and then we can I do, forward. although there's no way in hell yeah. I'm going to be able to <laughs> Before, say it. What do you I, get? Eilet Zer uh, sure as <laughs> yeah. Lara Lorvan yes. right
0: Lara Lorvan yes, who, uh... when you hear the name you think well who the hell is that and then it's like <laughs> well that is Jor-El's wife
1: yeah yes. women's lib is at Krypton and you don't have to take the the <laughs> but, last name yeah, of sure. your marriage partner <laughs> but yeah Kyle biological mother of yes. course and I just said I think you know wonderfully played for the you, time she's in it yeah but I just wrote down that I think all mothers dying on Doom planets should be played by Winona Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I. <laughs> hmm. I just think that should be her typecast now. Very specific typecast. Yeah. but M-
0: Mother that you see for five minutes. <laughs> I
1: was this whole time thinking, like. <laughs> that should be one on that's the planet falling apart all around her and you know
0: that is almost sort of becoming a trope in these big films now because obviously you've got Spock's mother yeah. from first Star Trek and now you've got showing the actual demise of Krypton and mm-hmm. kal parents so I wouldn't be surprised if Optimus Prime's mother is dying time. in the next film <laughs> oh. it's like mom no, no. <laughs> you see a flashback to his youth
1: mm-hmm Turns out, oh, she just goes in the junkyard. Oh, that'd be horrible.
0: <laughs> oh, of course, the old robot chicken. Oh, right you have cancer. <laughs> oh, into a I problem. hate you, Michael Bay. Okay, I just had to get that out there. Not that I
1: should say that every podcast. It just right. should be required.
0: <laughs> All right. That, that should be <laughs> so a sign-off every time. And yeah. as always, I hate you, Michael hate Bay. Michael Bay is <laughs> a shithead. To borrow
1: from Douglas Movies. All right. <laughs> Alright, let's get into the actual film itself here. First thing I wrote down was I loved the opening. I thought it was a fantastic intro into the film yes. itself. <laughs> I got the adrenaline pumping. Yeah. Definitely, uh, it was long. <laughs> it was a oh, yeah. It was, well, it was probably a 15 minute in prologue or so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really? It was t- probably a whole reel, I'd think. Yeah. Yeah. Close well, to reel.
0: I mean, obviously, they had to tell the story of Krypton. Yeah. Without doing it the way that every I'm yeah, I hate the, the film origin instead. stories
1: with the babe in the basket. And, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That's whoop, knock on the door or what? <laughs> oh, hey, there's the baby. Well, and, yeah. and
0: then there's the other films that done it. I think it was you see him in his fortress in solitude. the basket. Sorry, <laughs> ah, sorry. Okay, go on. <laughs> you see him in his <laughs> fortress of solitude, as it were, yeah, uh-huh. and he then learns the backstory. But we ne- don't necessarily have that backstory, and then it's told to us, yeah. or shown very briefly or something, where this was treating it as a linear story, which is, well, for the most part, this was treating this bit as a linear story, so you got to see the backstory before it then kicks off into Superman, and which I thought was a really good way of doing it. I'm glad that they did do it this way, rather than your average flashback.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, they had to do something different yeah.
0: Then again, given the number of other flashbacks in the film, that's
1: probably why. <laughs> well, do we want to go into that right now? I guess, I sure. guess we can. <laughs>
0: Not since I've I, mentioned it twice.
1: Yeah, I think I am apparently alone on this. I, <laughs> Although, I think it was excessive. I did like the juxtaposition. I did like the editing. Of, although you pointed out is like kind of foreshadowing of er, the lessons that were being learned and then yeah. applying the lessons. <laughs> I thought uh, it was nice seeing the, the flashbacks and seeing young Clark, seeing kind of Smallville type stuff. Yeah. You know, from the show. I don't know. I wasn't a big watcher of that, but oh, no, I, I like my buddy Dustin, who's a big Superman guy. He said it was too much for him just because it was like going from, okay, young Clark, now slightly older Clark, now <laughs> even younger than the young Clark, yeah. and now even older <laughs> than the old Clark, and then present. And it's like just too much. For him Which I'm feeling You're on the side of that
0: I thought By about the fourth flashback Mm -hmm. I thought It was a little too On the nose Because As you said Earlier as well It really is The same lesson That he's learning Every time as a kid Mm -hmm. Like you know You can't use your powers Because someone Will figure out Who you are Mm -hmm. And then you can't use your powers just to save someone because someone might find out who you are. Mm -hmm. And the government, we thought they were going to come and get you, so we've been hiding you. And the funniest thing I found about all this was that he's thinking back to this as he's wearing the cape, doing the stuff in front of people. So mm-hmm. he's sort of remembering the, the things that he grew up learning while he's breaking the one rule that his dad keeps <laughs> telling him. Well, <laughs> I, no, I
1: think, it, I think Jonathan Kent knew there were, he said there would be a time when yeah. he would, but it just wasn't yet. It just wasn't yet. Yeah. Just not yet. <laughs> Yeah, That's not, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. where is it? Well, I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think you know, he knew because like you said, you know, you just have to decide what kind of man you're gonna be. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you're going to change the world for good or bad. So yeah. he did know he would have to embrace it at some point.
0: I did like that his father father adopted Erica's father, yes. Was willing to think of the fact that he might not turn out to be a good man. Yeah. Because he says a couple of times Whoever you turn out to be, good or bad, you're going to mm. change the world. So, um, yeah. obviously, and he's if he's being bullied and then he's thinking of revenge, he's thinking, well, if, my, if he now goes down this revenge path, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. He's going to be Zod, basically. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I, d- I did like the payoff scene with all those lessons, with the tornado. Yeah. And... I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. think I need to see, say spoiler. This is a spoiler show. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, with, uh, you know, um, him choosing not to save his father. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, with I mean, his father did, you know, yeah, hold up his hand and, you know. His
0: father no. is implying, like, you know, D- don't you dare <laughs> yeah. save
1: me. This is... Yeah. And That was a little, I mean, a little teary.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, and, of course, the dog... The dog was fine.
1: The dog, yes. Yeah. Well, you, got, you can't hurt animals in movies. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, can, you can kill uh, Field of Dreams, yeah. but, or uh, <laughs> Dances with Wolves, but <laughs> but not a dog. Well, uh, he... But not two socks. No, bring it back home.
2: Yeah,
1: got... <laughs> <laughs> or was it four socks? Was it four socks? I, I don't know. Oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, my mom would be the one on yeah. that one. She's the Dances <laughs> with Wolves expert.
0: I'm sure my mother has been to me as well, but not knowing that.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I will say, when it comes to animals in films, apparently you can do whatever the hell you like to cats. There, there are plenty of films where cats end up being like tortured mm-hmm. or sacrificed in somebody or whatever, and it's like, you never hear a single complaint, and yet someone injures a dog's mm-hmm. paw, <laughs> it's like, you know, oh, we're going to edit that scene
1: down. Or gremlins. You can throw those in microwaves. They don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, those, those were the bad gremlins. Yeah, so were, okay, that was the new batch. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And um, we've completely derailed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, bringing it back into the siding <laughs> here. <All> right, we going <laughs> from gremlin, Okay.
0: Yeah, and right. that, I do feel that they were going too much on the side of, we're going to show you exactly... Why he's acting the way he is or why he's about right. to act the way he is for too many of the similar problems that he was running mm-hmm. into obviously they wanted to show Clark growing up. Yeah, but again, they didn't show that in order either. It was young is Clark, older Clark, younger than before Clark it was but a bit then stupid. how do you think it would
1: have worked if it was just straight continuity? I would it have played I, as well. You I think, you I know? think
0: it might have. If I mean, all they would need to do is maybe change the dialogue a little bit. In some yeah. of obviously, the last one had to be mm. the last one. Yeah. I so, don't
1: know. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't as bothered by it. as no, yeah. It seems you were, my friend Allison and Dustin. <laughs> yeah. Don't know, like, yeah. Well, you guys don't know you are talking about. <laughs> it's a bit much, but I still enjoyed the flashbacks. I like the flashbacks. No, well, but.
0: that's the thing. I, I don't I don't think it necessarily took away from. The film experience, I just thought it was... Again, we were talking about it a little bit on the last podcast. I thought it was a little bit too dumbing down, as it were. Okay.
1: I think, though, I'm willing to accept a certain amount of that because I'm going to draw a parallel to Batman Begins as another origin story, and I'm looking at this as setting up a series of films, and you have that in Batman Begins, a lot of back and forth, with the trial of his parents' killer, and then, you know, his training, and then going back on the plane with Alfred, and then we're, you know, we're back in... You know the League of Shadows, and yeah. that you know. So you I, have to set up who this, what world you want to portray, yeah. and so there's going to be a lot of exposition. There's well, I, going <laughs> to be a lot of dialogue and setup.
0: I I get that completely. I just think the way that Batman did it, different to this mm-hmm. film, was that they weren't necessarily tying it together with what was happening. Yeah. It was. You got to see Bruce coming back and he was going to kill the guy and then that guy was killed instead. Mm-hmm. And it's more of a progression with that film rather than just, mm-hmm. he's about to make a decision. Flat.
1: But yeah. <laughs> my point being, both are slower films oh, in yeah. this series. Yeah, we'll, I, agree, assuming there will be a series of Man of Seals. Oh, I'm, um, su- I'm
0: sure there'll be at least if, two it's making a,
1: If it makes money, it's going. yeah. But I would think the next one would be... Higher pace, Faster paced uh, Probably More at stake You know
0: Oh yeah They'll have set up the world Exactly
1: (laughs) So I'm willing to forgive A little bit of that And I don't think You know There won't be as many Flashbacks If any I would think In the sequel No yeah (laughs) right, let's Maybe uh, (laughs) (laughs) not Let's uh, move on to Let's see um, Did you have a talking point You wanted to get on to I know I have one Well
0: It was a point that I know Was a big problem with people when they first saw the images. The new suit.
1: New oh, I love suit. the
0: suit. Yeah, yeah. I thought it made so much more sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand that the traditional image of Superman is the bright suit with the bright yellow underpants. Right.
1: Well, um, yeah.
0: And given the world that they set up, that suit makes perfect sense and I think looks better.
1: It looks great, yeah. <laughs> and... There have been so many variations on Superman stories and yeah. not even being a fan of the comic books. I know this from my friend that, you know, he's died in different ones, he's worn this in different ones, he's been evil, he's been whatever, you know? It's Yeah. So what you know, it's the writers imagine you know, that's how he wanted to portray him, that's fine. And he looked good. Yeah. If he looked stupid then I'd have a problem with it. <laughs> but Yeah, I I know that the big out
0: at the time the image came out was mm. the fact that he didn't have the underwear-esque thing in that area. Yeah. Just because he almost always seemed to have something like that there. <laughs> but no, this is a suit just from his home world.
2: I mean, yeah.
1: This is, well, this... Okay, segues into one of my uh, slight plot holes. I think it's on... Well, I know Jor-El and definitely General Zod. The armor? Why do you need <laughs> armor on an indestructible being? Multiple layers of armor. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And uh, yes, the breather. Okay, you need the breather for different atmospheres. But other than that, (laughs) self-generating or creating helmet, whatever it is. Why do you need multiple layers of armor when you are armor?
2: (laughs) it, It seems
0: to me that at least at the beginning when they come down... You know, they're still breathing in the Krypton atmosphere. So even though they're getting the radiation, they're not mm-hmm. fully like Kal-El. Is. But
1: no, even on Krypton, they're wearing it.
0: No, yeah. Well, on Krypton, they're not superhuman. Mm-hmm. Because they have that sun, they are just normal. Yeah. But And then when they're under the younger sun, that's when they're stronger. So on Krypton, it makes perfect sense, especially in a war setting.
2: Okay. You're going to wear it Oh, yeah, Because yeah. they <laughs>
0: but, but on Earth, yeah. Yeah, on Earth... After they realized what they were going to be like, I do think they should have just gone down to sort of more of a normal uniform, as it <laughs> were. Right? Yeah. The armor yeah. did seem a bit much... The only thing I could think of for them keeping it on for a purely visual aspect It did is, look good, yes. Uh, it, it looked good, and then it's easier to tell them apart because they all have slightly different armor on. True. So during yeah. the... Slightly faster scenes you can call oh, the it out. Dragon oh, Ball works, Z yeah. scenes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: where they're zipping around or yeah, Flash Gordoning everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that brings me to uh, yeah the, the effects. I right. I thought they were very very well done. Yeah. I think it was effects heavy. Yes, it so, was. I mean. To the point where another explosion, (laughs) another, oh, you're flying through apartment buildings. Are these filled with propane tanks? (laughs) Like, seriously, he's flying through, like, they're flying through, like, a complex or something, or just like a skyscraper, and it's, yeah. Are they all storing dynamite in these <laughs> high-rises? Well, that, <laughs> they're, they're not going to be explosions. It's just going to be broken glass. No, yeah.
0: <laughs> that brings up something. Uh, there are two things I wanted to say. The first thing is the actual shots of him flying where the camera is kind of trying to move with him. Like, mm-hmm. like an actual shot might be a something that's flying quickly where you mm-hmm. might not get him in focus exactly. I enjoyed that, and it might only be because the show firefly did exactly that <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> they, they
0: had they had the sort of like you know oh wait we're not in focus okay now we're in focus type thing on the shot and i do think that's the way that things should be on you know, fast moving mm-hmm. things i mean i know that people pay for the visual effects and therefore they want to get the most imagery out of it so you want to see this thing in sharp focus for the entire flying pattern of it but i i like the fact that it's got that sort of motion blur on it mm-hmm. you can't Because you can't always see something like that. And so I think that was effects done well. Again, yes, the effects then got fairly heavy the further you got into (laughs) the film. And the other point I was going to say was, obviously this is the spoiler for the very end of the film, when Superman's got Zod in the arm wrestle, and he is about to laser beam this family. And... This is when Superman's really getting, like, you know, like the problem of, I don't want to kill the last of my rich, but mm-hmm. he's about to kill these people. It didn't seem to be too much of an issue for him, flying through those buildings and demolishing at least half of Metropolis. <laughs> well, uh, like a whole <laughs> gas
1: station with cars that were parked yeah. at that gas station. Those, you know those families did not live.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, a complete... <laughs>
1: Yeah, demolition because like Parker 400 position. trillion dollars of collateral damage <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: all those people that didn't get out of that building like uh-huh. know, they, he doesn't seem to be too bothered with Zod at that point past the, the actual battle phase it's just when he's got him and he's about to kill four people in a corner well, ooh that's when the real, so the real think of it that, Like I'm willing yeah, to give that a
1: pass but uh, I mean, you know I, it's, I, it's just destruction and it looks cool I, I, I
0: do get that that specific point he's seeing him go against humans rather than fighting him in Now, the bigger issue
1: with that scene for me was, and my friend Dustin and I talked about this, is Superman killing. Superman does not kill, like Batman. He... You... In most imaginings, (laughs) in most, I will say, he does not kill. He disables, disarms, prevents, saves, but he does not kill.
0: Yeah, I... I will say I again I haven't read much of the comics I don't know most back I do know however that there have been times even in the standard canon of Superman and it's so few and far between that most people don't really think about it and therefore Mm -hmm. they don't think it happened there have been times where Superman has had to kill to put the fate of most of the people on Earth ahead of this one person. Mm-hmm. And the only way to stop that person yeah. will be well, to he kill was in that, Yeah, In
1: that scene, he was put in a situation where he had to, because... Yeah, the, would never stop. And, and it, yeah, any other time, his morality is such that he will sacrifice himself or his own, you know, whatever, yeah. to, you know, but... And at least... It was do. still shocking to me when it crack yeah. cracked the neck.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, of course, then you then think, oh, so someone could snap Superman's neck if they had enough force <laughs> behind it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. So he's not as immortal as you would think. No, apparently not. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, pollution and no sunlight will drain his powers or <laughs> whatever, but still, yeah. yeah.
1: All right. I don't know. What else you
2: got there, Paul? All right,
0: Well, the only other thing, it was a bit of a sticking point it might just be that i'm not remembering it correctly and it's a completely random mm-hmm. part of the film but the point when they're bringing the gravity bomb thing into the other craft to make it go into the what's it called the zone that they were mm-hmm. in to think about that whatever it was yeah so they go, and it's just been activated and lois is inside the aircraft and the field goes around the aircraft and she's clearly inside the field and she sucked out of the aircraft just before it goes into the thing. How was she sucked out of the aircraft in the middle of an intense gravity field?
2: I don't know,
0: sir. <laughs> it's just one of those things of, like, I understand they had to save Lois Lane. Yes. But at least have her fall out just as the guy hits the thing so she falls out just outside of it. Yeah, because... Yeah. You know, we we can buy that she's falling in the air for, like, five extra seconds. That's that's something in this film you can probably get away with. But I thought it was so odd that she's inside this gravity field, about to hit another gravity field, mm-hmm. and it's just, oh, I'm falling out of the aircraft now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, I, I think Superman allows for a little more acceptance of plot holes because it's a flying (laughs) alien with laser beam eyes.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
1: And once you accept that, you kind of have to take the whole kit and caboodle.
0: Well, I'm always interested in that because I I think that... Because obviously you have this thing where oh it's a plot hole in a, like a plot hole in Transformers is a plot hole in a film of giant alien robots fighting on a yeah well there <laughs> is I think I know what
1: you're gonna say once you accept that reality or once you accept the rules you set up you have to stick to those rules
0: yeah like but, play, playing within the rules of what you like
1: Allison and I were talking uh, on my drive over here that you know we were talking about the most recent effort Superman Returns yeah and the complete lack of respect <laughs> for rules. Where, like, any other day, a mustard stain-esque thing of kryptonite on his t-shirt would kill him instantly. Yeah. But, somehow he's able to lift up an entire freaking island of the stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: just uh, not poking through that rock. Yeah, oh <laughs>
1: yeah, he can just lift it all up. But, yeah, you, you, you put some kryptonite relish on a hot dog and he's <laughs> you know, choking and he's dead. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, so, that, it,
1: that, that, that kind of, you know, just complete disregard of rules you've established. Yeah. And yeah, so
0: that is again another thing that I liked about this film is that they didn't say that Kryptonite kills him or that the atmosphere on Krypton mm. would kill him. It just makes him human.
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. I always thought that was really odd. I mean, maybe it's the way that they explain that it's the radiation from the sun mixed together with the rock and the, mm-hmm. it mutated in space. And then by the time it gets to Earth, it's somehow poison to this guy. But it's just radiation from his home sun and his rock from his home world. There's no reason really, that it should be something that will kill him if he stands next to it.
1: Yeah. It not, should just
0: make him normal. It's not
1: his garlic and he's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> ah, not the silver bullet to a It really is. But, and can I say the <laughs> other Kryptonians or Kryptoniteans, whatever you want to call them, really yeah. underused their powers. They, yeah. It seems like... Oh, yeah, I have laser beam in the back of my, this weapons, you know, this bag of tricks. Oh, oh, yeah, you know, I have frost breath, which never, he never uses. But it seems like Superman was the only one using the laser eyes. (laughs) He was the only one flying for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) And they're just strong and fast. Yeah. Like, I mean, you all have the same abilities.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I understand that he trains himself to use some of his powers, but he does it very quickly. And
2: but he, it's generals yeah. odd. Yeah, this, this is, this the is military someone, general, which even says,
1: where'd you train on a farm? Yeah.
0: I really thought he would come back with, even like, yes. And he just, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's, but, of course, that he just says, where'd you train on a farm? And then it's just sort of an uncomfortable silence after that. <laughs> Mm. so hmm i'm just gonna go here
1: here. (laughs) climb a redneck
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, it really does seem i would have the second i find out that i will have these powers get out of the ship and go and do something Mm -hmm. you know like i know that you're an army but you are now a demigod (laughs) go and do something for god's sake it's really underused the fact that everyone on that ship is now basically immortal.
1: <laughs> True, yes. Which yeah. You know. I
0: mean, you know, obviously, you see the second-in-command starting to use her powers, and the other nameless guy who's just in that suit the entire time <laughs> is you know, really strong, but yeah. that's about as far as it goes with the exception of Zod.
1: True, yeah, yeah. I did want to say, I bringing it back a little earlier in the film, I did, which I don't recall ever seeing in any Superman films before, is the him honing... His powers, like learning to sh- listen to one voice, or you know, just like the how the tapping of a pencil or the ticking of a clock would just drive him insane, but learning to control that. Yeah, and I thought that w- they did that very well. My friend Allison put it out a nice little plot hole, though. How was Lewis Lane able to sneak up on him? <laughs> when he was talking to Ghost Dad <laughs> and then she gets attacked by you know Flying droid. Yeah. like wouldn't he have heard her footsteps coming you think, You'd think? cuz wouldn't that be in his defense like what if that was zod sneaking up on him what yeah. if that was a threat you know the enemy, so that's a good point
0: well zod wasn't there at that point well i you and know yeah, what i meant a threat yeah,
1: a threat to his existence yeah. or a threat you know
0: internal. i i did think that at the time yeah, he gets on, and then Lois, is Lois when he gets the drop on him. After
1: <laughs> photographing him from three miles away, yeah. and like Allison said, her first thought is, why isn't he wearing a freaking jacket? I've got 19 freaking parkas on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I wonder what he's up to. Uh, yeah. Well, and uh, then she's there two seconds later. <laughs> yeah. Climbed over a mountain, over a crevasse, did 19, you know, 25 hours. I go to 19 <laughs> on when I um, exaggerate. Hours and hours of rappelling and climbing, you know, yeah, in her, with her crampons. And then she's, whoop, oh, I'm on the mountain. Here we go. Uh, yeah, so. She's well, an expert photojournalist and an expert teleporter, apparently.
0: Yeah, and it's another example as well of the, I've just taken a picture. Let's just zoom in on this amazing detail for us. Oh, yeah, uh, I don't <laughs> think they have a
1: 4,000 optical zoom, but. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: you know, better than this human eye camera.
1: <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, whatever that model was. I know there was product placement, but they were going to sell a lot of those. <laughs>
0: yeah, probably... <laughs> yeah,
1: that one I uh, had a little bit of a problem with. Uh, I don't know. Um, oh, also, uh, it's just kind of flush out as many plot holes as we can. Uh, um, just They're fun, you know. But yeah, uh that, that's another that's one of Allison's, what this yeah, is. An- really. Another one of Allison's was, I th- think she said, jor had plenty of time to escape, which I kind of agree with.
2: Yeah. You know, there was
1: a lot, a lot of time and, well, you know, Mama Superman is clocking away on the computer, you know, setting up Kal-El to go fly, yeah. you know, plenty, of plenty of time. And, you know, I said, well, you know, it, it served the story. He had to die. And yeah. and she's like, yeah, but did he have to die like that? You know, so <laughs> like, I guess that's a good point. But, but you know. My, you just,
0: my only argument would be he wouldn't have escaped without making sure his son was off. Like, yeah. So yeah, he would have waited till then to maybe then try and escape if they could. But yeah, obviously, with the exception of just saying, "Well, the sun wasn't gone yet," which another thing. Given how quickly an army, apparently, is brought together and into mm-hmm. their ship, this has got to be the longest launching of anything on that planet. <laughs> how long did it take him to do that?
1: Uh, I don't know. It was an awfully long time. Okay. I mean,
0: he was able mm-hmm. to get the entire codex of the planet buried inside his son mm-hmm. quicker than that ship was able
1: to fly. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he was using a uh, dragonfly to fly around on. So yeah. he was using some old tech. <laughs> okay, yeah. jor liked to keep it old school. Didn't like to flaunt the new technology. You know, even though he's you know higher up. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. You know, so she did bring that up too. You know, flying around on a big bug while everyone else—he's the only one on those that thing. Yeah. That everyone else has a super fast spaceship. You know, mm. flying around. Shooting. I didn't know it can get. It. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, still kills his damn. Dino as you, you know his pet dinosaur uh, yeah. uh,
0: I will say when when he calls the thing gets on just goes off I you know, I had two flashes in my head the first Avatar? one the first one was Avatar and the second one is actually one of the Star Wars oh. episode scenes when oh, oh, quite, quite, okay. no not quite gone, um, Obi-Wan the, I think it's the mm-hmm. second film he just jumps up on that thing and off he goes <laughs> the thing I thought of was
1: Lord of the Rings the Eagles Lord Up, yeah. Of the Rings. yeah. But yeah, I definitely thought after I'm like, ooh, he's gonna plug his beard into it. <laughs> that would have been great. Just yeah. <laughs> oh my whiskers. Yeah. Uh yeah. So that and then um the forty minute end of battle <laughs> with uh yeah. we seemingly uh with Zod and Superman flying all over and like uh, my friend Allison said, uh, assuming they're flying more than just outside of Metropolis, because they're at a farm at one point. They're yeah. at, you know, there's they're flying through everywhere, and yeah. you know, like some kind of museum and all that. And you know, and it's you know Lois is there in Metropolis, and they're flying all over God's Green Earth, and then they like crash into that like museum or whatever it is. And <laughs> Lois is like in the doorway, "Hey guys, want some tea?" <laughs> you know, like yeah. uh, she just. Going to try to kill is she <laughs> trying to kill herself or did they just actually double back around the world and they're right in that spot? What you know why is she there at that yeah. moment? But
0: I mean obviously she was saved and then he was fighting. So. Yeah,
1: I mean does he have GPS in his brain of Lois's yeah. location? I don't know.
0: I must crash us near Lois. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Still need to seal the deal on Lois. <laughs> yeah uh, Gotta make, gotta let her see me being cool. <laughs> yeah
1: Other than that, you know, nitpicking. Yeah, Um, that's what we do. Yeah. (laughs) And the biggest one for me, before I launch into my rant, (laughs) (laughs) is the line, I don't know. I don't know if I got this exactly. I just think he's kind of hot. Yeah. Grown, (laughs) eye rolls, out of my head. Oh, brother. And, of course, I saw this in a much more crowded theater than I like. And laughs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> ha. it's the funniest thing. <laughs> and it's one of those King Kong beautiful moments that I refer to. Yeah. Where I think it's pandering. I think it's insulting to an intelligent moviegoer. Yeah. yeah that, and that
0: line didn't need saying.
1: And it's the lowest common denominator. And you see it coming. If you yeah. have, I mean, because it's just oh, there's the hesitation there. Yeah. And, so, and all she, you know, if you want to go that route, all you need is just like an eyebrow raise or a wink or a. I don't know, you know, you know, but oh, I think he's yeah. kind—he's just kind of hot, superior officer, and they like, get in the car, woman, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> shut up, get in the car. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I really, I, I think it would have been better if
1: it stepped into Transformers yeah. world for me at that moment. So was, like
0: take it up to that point and don't have her say anything, just mm-hmm. have her just kind of get a look, and then come back to him and have him just kind of like mm-hmm. nod.
1: I mean, she <laughs> might as well have just held her. Forehead over hand or hand over forehead and fainted. I right. mean, <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> yeah, okay. I'm pull out the fainting couch. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was the topper for me in the in just the ugh. you know it's got it. Every movie that, I'm, I should just accept it. Every movie has to have that moment. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know.
0: All right, so I know there was a rant you wanted to get to, oh, so let yes. well get of, to that. Point. One of uh,
1: Brian's famous rants <laughs> here not on 3d what wouldn't you know it not no. for a change right. oh by the way did you see this in 3d or not
0: i did not i didn't okay. have a chance 2d
1: just normal yeah or not imax yeah, or, okay
0: I, I did see a couple of points where i was like oh, maybe they were going for 3d yeah i need
1: to do the rave extreme vision at some point but i don't yeah. know i'm like <laughs> eh. but yeah anyway not about 3d <laughs> this is about movie etiquette
0: Okay. Which
1: I may have touched on why, like in the beginning episodes, why I'm not a huge theater goer. At yeah. least not because the large crowds, the larger the crowd, the larger the chance of idiots. Yeah. yeah. And I won't go on popcorn munching or crunching, which, you know, I'm, I'm going to focus on okay. talking. Okay. Now specifically, I have an issue with the theaters as well, because mm-hmm. the theaters now all they give a shit about is turning off your fucking cell phone. <laughs> oh, like that's the only thing that can distract someone is your big, stupid face lit up with a cell phone. yeah, that's yeah. distracting, <laughs> but it doesn't make a fucking noise yeah and I would rather have someone texting than. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which I was so fortunate to have sitting three seats down from me. Oh. This whole film. This gentleman, I feel I've been there, so I can kind of critique. He was a very large gentleman. Larger than I ever was, larger than you are, right, sir. Okay. Um think. Comic book guy from The Simpsons, slightly bigger, Ooh. <laughs> with a Superman T-shirt that was probably a double X, and he probably needed a four X. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and sitting there, and then his buddies on the other side of him. So the, the the guy's closer to me, Right. and Running Dial. It's like he thought he had been. Chosen to provide the audio commentary for yeah. the entire movie, <laughs> and not once did anyone say anything to him. But the thing was, he was obviously a Superman nerd. Like my friend Dustin is probably very, very familiar with Superman canon and all of the imaginings and all you know, all of these stories going back to the 30s, more than likely. You know, yeah, and and what's right, what's wrong, and all the different suits, all that stuff. But any time there was something not in line with the canon or he had a pro no they would never do this now now see that's completely discongruent with or that's (laughs) completely out of line with uh book one volume 14 volume four book 16 (laughs) where superman shit you not this is what this kind of stuff he was saying to his friend and his friend was like listening and (laughs) uh, like no 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 they would not do this or, or um and uh, we're like, oh, that's that's a wonderful homage to uh, when <laughs> Superman was doing this on Krypton. And, oh, that's actually – that symbol there is – oh, you see that in the background there? Yeah, and every <laughs> – di- uh, and, like, at the end, which he had a point, but shut the <laughs> hell up. Like, when the little kid – Is little Clark is running around with a cape? Yeah. Okay. How does he know he's going to be Superman? Yeah. Uh, There's absolutely no basis for this in the history of Superman. That's ridiculous. Okay. But that was an emotional scene, and you've stolen any of emotional investment I had in that scene away by you breaking it up with your fucking useless chatter. And
0: well, that and it doesn't need to be a basis of Superman. It's a kid.
1: And I don't. (laughs) Why is the five dollars? I know it was because it was a Tuesday at the rave why is your five dollars worth more than my five dollars why do you get to talk and annoy everyone and we are all being quiet yeah why are you more important than all of us what gives you the <laughs> fucking right and I don't care if you're saying what you've got to say is I've been shot or just president or I think the baby is coming or the baby's
2: been shot
1: <laughs> shut up just shut up and watch the movie <laughs> Sit there. I'm, a, I'm done.
0: <laughs> yeah, perfectly understandable. <laughs> I, I more than agree with you there. And sort of fortunately for me, that I don't get to say it often, but fortunately for me, I am partially deaf. So when people are muttering around me in the cinema, I normally can't hear it. Unless it's loud enough. So it's like, oh, that's actually quite a funny scene. <laughs> like, yeah. Whereas my wife... Gets to hear everything mm-hmm. that everyone is saying around her. It's actually one of the few things mm-hmm. I find it difficult to zone out things around me and focus on one noise type thing if it's noisy, except in the cinema. And she finds it really easy to zone everything out mm-hmm. except in the cinema. <laughs> it's almost like with the lights going down, it changes our senses or something. But yeah, she's had numerous times no. where people are talking about what's on the screen and we'll leave the film and I'll say, Oh, I liked it. How about you? She was like, Oh, it really bothered me. I didn't really like it that much because of the people commenting on sure. it and my response is always what people commenting on it and so it's, it's something yeah. that will just take that's you completely not, out and
1: that's not an experience I can go back to I can never see that movie for the first time again yeah because I can go and watch it again but I know what's happening and I know you know I've seen it so yeah. you're never as emotionally invested in a film as you are the first time you unless know. I mean unless it's one of those you need to watch again where it's a mystery or a memento, you know, something yeah. like that where you really need to figure something out again. Or it's fun to watch it again, the sixth sense where knowing what you know, you yeah, know, things six like, that. Five clubs, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, stuff where it's you get to catch things that were lay, you know, laid in there for you but, you know, you missed. Things like that. But other than that, I never get to see that movie again for the first time. I never get to you know, when Jonathan Kent is choosing to die and I'm starting to feel emotional and then Blah, 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 blah,
2: blah.
1: And I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I cry at movies. I, I don't cry in life, but I cry in movies, and yeah. I, I get emotional and I tie into the characters. And I just clammed up. I was just like, eh. yeah. I just I felt cold. And and then again at the end when they're wrapping it up with the kid and the dog and you know running around, I was like, it's really And the music's really nice. So it's a good score.
0: Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, is <laughs> ah no no
1: no 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 no. <laughs>
0: ah.
1: So, yeah, theaters um, put it in your multimedia. No talking. I'm sorry. Why is it just... I know we live in the smartphone age, and that's the big worry. But I would rather, like I said, have that on vibrate. Even on vibrate. Don't even have it off. Yeah. And vibrate that, or... That's what I do with mine. Mine's
0: on silent, but it vibrates if, it, if it's important. Yeah.
1: So. But the talking. I mean... Yeah. I cannot hear two conversations at the same time. It's, you know? Yeah. It's, it's one thing if it's an action sequence. It's still annoying. But you're talking through the dialogue. Yeah. Why are you there? Just, no, because you're a Superman asshole, and you just want to rip apart everything because you think the best was all in the 19th, 1933, or whatever, when, yeah, that was the greatest. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: They, they should have it that, let's say, the front four rows are for people that might be critiquing thing or might talk during the film, and then have, like, a gap of ten rows oh. and then everyone back here these are the people that want to see the bloody film and mm. yeah you know, they will get to see it without hearing you down the front <laughs> Yeah, like, so, so, and therefore he can sit there with his friends staring straight up at the screen <laughs> complaining about no something.
1: there just needs to be like microphones in the front of every seat and if it picks up i don't know and just needs to hear yeah. human dialogue enough, not yeah, yeah human dialogue Either like a very comical robotic hand smacks you, or pepper spray, or, or you know just a smack in the man region, <laughs> something yeah. like that, which I mean, would cause more noise, but yeah. <laughs> well worth it for me.
0: Yeah, electric seats. I mean, so just... so, yeah, and I
1: know people are going to say, well, why didn't you do something about it? I'm supposed to go out of the theater and miss five minutes of the movie yeah. to go complain and then make a scene with the person coming in and talking to the guy. And then, yeah. And then the guy sits on me in the parking lot. (laughs) And it's just not a good story.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm like, why is that, you know.
0: And that's the thing as well. Obviously, there used to be people that Stayed in the cinema for most of the film. Obviously, they wouldn't be there for the whole film, but there would be, they're not ushers or whatever, mm-hmm. but there are people that kind of stand at the side and make sure people are following the rules. And now it seems that no one ever bothers going in anymore. They're just standing yeah. outside the door when you go in and when you leave. No.
1: Yes, yeah, so I was a projectionist, and part of my job was doing theater checks, and I had to, you know, check every house. Yeah. And you go in there and you watch for that stuff. And I could watch from the projection booth, each window, and see, you know, what's going on. And broke up some amorous activities on more than one (laughs) occasion, which, sorry, fellas, it was the job. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, you got you know it's it's a shared experience. It's it's not there just for you. Yeah. Everyone has paid their money. Yeah, Yeah. I would have if I had waited. For this movie to come out on demand, I would have had a much more enjoyable experience. Right. Well. But I saw it when I saw it, and yeah, I know it, hadn't, it hasn't even been out a week, so that's why it was crowded, and... Right. But it seems even when I go to a theater and there's five other people in there, two of them are talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a, just a numbers game
0: yeah I got fairly lucky. the one I went to there were maybe ten people including myself in it, and
1: oh yeah, this probably had sixty to seventy yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, everyone was spaced out enough that I think if there had been any talking, it wouldn't have been an issue. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have heard it if there was, but still I guess yeah. this actually brings me to what I was going to ask you then when you said that you had this little round to talk about would that? then affect your rating of the film. Like, what do
2: you I, think? I can't
1: separate it now, yeah. I mean, I can try to be objective, but movies yeah. for me are, are not just about watching it. It's about the experience you have watching it. Yeah. And it's about, like, I can rate a movie higher because I was with someone I loved. Or I was with, you know, yeah. I was sharing a movie that I love with someone that hadn't seen it. You know, that's a movie-going experience. Even if it's a movie, if it's Fight Club or something, I've seen it a hundred times. If there's someone that... <laughs> God forgive you. You haven't seen Fight Club (laughs) because I'm not going to. (laughs) That will be an enjoyable experience for me with you watching that movie, and for somehow if you don't know the spoiler, (laughs) see it, and you know that's a great movie experience for me.
0: Yeah, there are several films that Short Time Redemption for me. No matter how many times I watch it, it's like it's almost as if I'm seeing it for the first time again. I always get that slight feeling in my stomach when it's coming to the final. Night he's mm-hmm. spending in Shawshank, and that's actually a film that I never spoil for people because <laughs> it's yeah. something I would never ever want spoiled for me just because of like I know there are
1: people that surprisingly haven't seen that movie, which I guess they don't own televisions so. yeah. <laughs> because it is on every channel every day. <laughs> That is accurate. Don't even check. (laughs) No, you know what I'm saying, though. Like I said, it's more than just the story. You know, it's more than the action or the narrative or the the love story or, you know, whatever's going on in the movie. I can watch the best movie, but if I'm in a sour mood or something, then I'm going to look on that movie. Well, that movie wasn't that great.
2: Yeah. So whatever,
1: Citizen Kane. (laughs) You know, my cousin had just died or something, you know, the day before. And I was trying to... And I just sat there blank-faced, you know? Yeah. So you never are going to go back to that movie and say, oh, that was the greatest thing ever.
0: Yeah, right? Ro- right, brother's never going to mean
1: that much to you. <laughs> Yeah, maybe... Maybe your dad had just died in a horrible sledding accident. <laughs> oh, you bastards! <laughs> you sick bastards! Why would you bring that up? You well, know? they
0: they would enjoy the end of the film. Though,
1: wouldn't they? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you never know what's going to connect. You know. Yeah. So to answer your question, I guess in a long roundabout way, it it is hard to separate that, you know, the experience from the film.
0: Yeah, I seem to be able to look at it. Retrospectively, once I have a little time mm-hmm. to think about it, I seem to be able to separate how I feel about the film from mm-hmm. what I think of it as an art form. But, yeah, I, I could see how, especially if you have a bad experience in the cinemas, you're not mm-hmm. able to pay attention to all of the film, that, yeah, it will definitely mm-hmm. be a problem for you.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which makes me wonder what your rating is going to be for this uh... <laughs> And
1: Oh, yeah. I think snacks should go away when the trailers are over. That's it. Mm-hmm. No. No more... Or, only sell quiet snacks, thank you. Because the (laughs) snow caps are the loudest goddamn thing in the world. (laughs) 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 Okay, lady, you don't... Alright, alright, just...
0: Well, do what... Popcorn. Do what I do, and I might have... Harder I can I've got uh, mm-hmm. lemon heads I've taken mm-hmm. to now but what I do is I buy a carton of lemon heads I then get a ziploc bag and pour the lemon heads into the bag <sighs> so therefore the only noise is a possible yeah.
1: yeah that's absolutely fine yeah
0: so you, you don't get the Hard candy against hard cardboard
2: noise. You just get a slight crinkle. As
1: I know we're running back. long, but I have to share a quick story of my friend and I in on a school trip. When we, I think we we're sixteen, went to Chicago, and for some reason, or maybe we were even fourteen, I think,
2: yeah. for some
1: reason, they had to have activities in between the museums and stuff. For some reason, they thought it'd be a good idea to take a whole bunch of fourteen-year-olds to the ballet. <laughs> Because uh-huh. we have respect for high art <laughs> yeah. 14 year olds They aren't sarcastic and cynical and snarky
2: <laughs> And don't
1: know everything you know, and, you know But yeah so they took us to see the Nutcracker right. And uh, my friend Kevin oh, I love you Kevin Brings in a one pound bag of Salted roasted peanuts Because it's the Nutcracker <laughs> He likes to hit it on the nose yeah. And I'd never seen a ballet But guess what? There's no fucking talking. (laughs) There's no singing. They just dance. They just dance to music, and they throw people there, and then they spin, and then they dance some more. But any time there's a nice little throw or a catch or a spin, I guess the audience is supposed to (laughs) clap and we would crack the nuts, right? right At every applause break, crack the nuts, crack the nuts, and then eat the peanuts, and get to intermission, and there is a pile of peanuts and dust all around our feet in this very nice opera house, and we're like, shit, because the house lights came on, you know, and just kicking it under the seat in front of us, and, you know, intermission resumes, and we finish the bag, and that was a great way to enjoy the Nutcracker. It was the only enjoyable part of the experience for me.
0: I'd imagine but, the only better way would be to, to take some walnuts and a, and a nutcracker in with you. <laughs> oh, that. gosh, yes, yeah, the <laughs> actual
1: nutcracker. Oh, that'd be really on the nose, yeah. But <laughs> that I decided to bring that up there where you said, you know, opening the bag. But yeah, we did choose, you know, the right time to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our Netflix recommendations and let these good uh, people go.
0: Well, should, should we give
2: a, a rating? Oh, let's us? do a
1: rating, real yeah, real quick rating. We have to real quick, yeah. Answer. Let's not go into long drawn out explanations. Let's just get the rating out. I believe you went first last time. I'm gonna go ahead and go first because right. I don't want their people to think I'm influenced by you or yeah, you're influenced you're by me. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a. Uh, this may seem harsh. Minus two.
0: I I can I can see it. -2. Um, um, um I,
1: I mean that's saying. that's still like an 80% if you're wanna do percentages for me. Yeah. That's like a B it just well like a solid B for me. If you want to go comparisons or whatever, I will give Superman Returns like a D D minus. Yeah. <laughs> D, 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 like or like a 5 out of 10 if right, you know, yeah. something like that, you know, things I liked about it, more things I didn't yeah. <laughs> or uh, almost as much or you know just as much as it, that I didn't. But uh yeah, I'd say a minus 2. I think it was a good first time out. I'm interested to see where the story goes. Yeah. And as am I. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a terrible film. I know it's, I think I was slightly swayed. I, I have a Rotten Tomatoes uh, pre- bias, I know, and I mistakenly checked that out before <laughs> the movie, like 20 minutes before the movie, yeah. thinking I'd see something like 78%, 82 and it was 56%. Yeah, i am like, oh, well, shit. Well, if, if, you,
0: if you go into it, yeah. it's 56 based on the top.
1: Is it on critics? Thing,
0: top critics. If oh, you have to go users. to audience, it's something in the seventies. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: it's all the critics thing. Yeah. But all right. So minus two. And for you, sir.
0: All right. For me, I'm not going to give it too much higher. Actually, a minus one point five. I me. was considering that, yeah. but yeah. Solid blockbuster. Looks to be a good start to mm. a new Superman series. I, for me, the the flashbacks were a few too many. Yeah. I, I thought they were going a bit too hard on that. A couple of the odd line here and like the, you know, I think he's line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a little bit too on and those.
1: They did abort on the Superman line, which thank God they did that. Because yeah. when Lois was trying to name him in his suit, you know, she was, gets su- his <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad they aborted on that. But
0: yeah. oh, And, of course, that's one of the ones they gave away in the trailer.
1: Mm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was Love one. them and hate them trailers. Yeah. yeah.
0: I really do like the trailers where it is you don't see as much as you think you do. Yeah, or right. everything's
1: like the first two reels or something. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But So anyway, 1.5 for right. you. Yep, yeah, I'll go for that. All right. Okay. Let's get to our Netflix recommendations here. All right. who wants to go first? I will go first here. Okay. It's not really, uh, this is kind of intended to be sleepers. This isn't a sleeper because it's a highly regarded movie among critics and people alike. But it's an old film, very, very old film, that I need to um, very, quickly check, on very quickly check on because I forgot to write down the year and I want to get it right. I know it's 60-something 60 here. 63. It's a oh, film gosh. called Charade and stars oh, yeah. Cary Grant and two of my favorites, Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn. Oh, um, yeah, well, I Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, she's awesome and everything, you know, and uh, Roman Holiday, Gregory Peck, all that stuff. But, Curry Crane is absolutely awesome in this movie. If you ever watch the films, you know he has just that very dry humor. Yeah. And very, you know, kind of witty and just confident, but always has a comeback line for you. You know, it is just full. It's, it's action movie, it's a comedy, it's a, you know, this woman's husband dies and it's where is his money where is the treasure You know, and everyone's trying to find it and Cary Grant is the agent that is trying to help Audrey Hepburn or so you think but there are backstabs and betrayals and then backstabs and then betrayals and the enemies turn into allies and the allies turn into enemies and it's just all over the place and it is just beautifully done uh, directed by Stanley Don and just Check it out if you haven't. Don't be afraid of old movies. It is in color, if that helps you (laughs) make your decision. But it is such a great movie, and it's one I can watch over and over. All right. And to you, sir.
0: Well, mine is a film only in the sense of feature length. Okay. It was released in parts online. It's called Video Game High School. It is something that I was saying to you before, if you are not willing to accept the fact that this was made by people who are sort of big online for people who like to see that stuff online, for people who are into video games, then this might not be the one for you. It does lean heavily on the fact that you might have a knowledge of certain video games or that you might know that these people are known for doing stuff online. You don't necessarily have to know who the people are, but that's (laughs) the online bit. is the essential (laughs) thing there. And it's about a guy who upon accidentally kind of killing a person online in a game who turns out to be the top ranked gamer mm. in america he is given an invitation to join the video game high school mm. and this is in a society where video games is basically what's running the world <laughs> everyone is playing video games in one mm. form or another and it's it's your basic sort of fish out of water type thing and It's a really solid little piece that they put together. It's all their own money with Kickstarter, and the guy that made it actually put up something online showing you how every cent in that (laughs) film was spent, which is you know something you never see. (laughs) So
1: yeah, very good film. And I think rejected titles for this also were uh, Virgin High School. And I got my ass kicked for Milk Money High School. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Which it was a little wordy, so I'm glad they went with Video Game High yeah. School. But. <laughs> it, even if it is a bit of so. an <laughs> Yeah. All right. I think that'll wrap it up for this episode.
0: Yeah, I think it'll have
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Brian. And
0: I've been Paul.
1: And we'll see you next time, folks.